right, everybody, welcome to episode 90 of the Fantasy Timeline, a proud member of the Dynasty Addicts Podcast Network. I'm Josh at Real Fantasy TL with my main man. Now it's not Bill. Bill Bill's on a little bit of a vacay, but this is still my main man, Drew at DR underscore PRA. You can call him a doctor if you want to. We got he Drew must. here today. Drew, how you doing, man? I'm good, Josh. I'm good. I'm excited to see camp happening. Excited to see some real football videos out there. Uh, we're a week and a half away from hard knocks. Life is good. I'm telling you, man. We uh, It's all over Twitter. We got one-hand catches. We got running backs just going 50 yards without getting touched. We got, you know, quarterbacks, you know. I just saw one. Uh, Tua just threw a bomb about 55 yards to uh, – Albert Wilson and we're we're clapping we're you know we're slapping our our legs and we're like yeah you know these guys are back so uh you know that that's all good but we got a special guest today and you know I like when we have guests because guests make me happy I like guests I like different points of views I like smart people and we got one of those right here we got Ryan. Ryan, how you doing, man? I'm doing fantastic. I mean, I'm happy to be here. I didn't, I didn't expect a guest on a Wednesday night, but guest spots are always the best, honestly. Hey, listen, we we love guest spots. We love having guests because they they bring a lot to the show. And we're in a chat together. Um, you just drop. You're dropping a lot of knowledge. I mean, everyone's dropping a lot of knowledge in there. So all, everybody. All the time, but you're dropping knowledge. And when I said, Hey, you know, I need a guest, you reached out, you said, Hey, man, get me on. I said, Oh, this is going to be perfect because also smart guests let me uh, kick my feet up a little bit. And I don't, uh, I don't have to be uh, smart. It's not my strong suit. So I try not to do it. So uh, let's, uh, let's hit this news because my goodness, I mean, the news has been fast and furious. So I, I don't even know if I want to call this the biggest news, but this is some pretty big news. So NFL has informed the clubs that it won't be able to reschedule any games during the new 18-week season. Uh, if you can't play and you can't reschedule it where both teams can actually do it during the 18 weeks, uh, you're going to forfeit. Both teams also lose a paycheck. So I, I don't know. I mean, if, you know, team A is the reason for an outbreak and I'm on team B and I lose a paycheck, I mean, I think there's going to have to be some kind of remedy with that. But I mean, all kinds of stuff came down. I mean, look, I mean, I don't think legally the NFL can tell players that they have to get vaccinated, but this is pretty much them saying, either be vaccinated or playing in the NFL is going to be very tough for you. So, you know, I've seen statistics that say, you know, about 80% of the league is vaccinated. I don't know if those are true or not, but, you know, I think some teams are obviously, you know, better equipped in the vaccination department than others. I'm not going to get into all of that either because, I don't want to. That's not, not what this show is about. But let, let's get into 
player news. So obviously, you know, that we, we do this on a Wednesday. We do this every Wednesday. And it seems like either right before we come on some kind of news breaks or right after we get off some kind of news breaks. So this happened, obviously, right after last week's episode. Michael Thomas is going to miss the start and maybe more, depending on who you're listening to, of the season. Um, He had an ankle surgery in June that apparently isn't going as well as it should. And the Saints respond to that by signing Chris Hogan. So I'm going to assume that you guys don't care about Chris Hogan because I don't care about Chris Hogan. But is there anyone on the Saints wide receiver-wise? Because obviously we have Alvin Kamara. Um, But wide receiver-wise, is there anyone that you guys care about? Uh, Drew, why don't we start with you? Man, the only name that comes to mind for me right now is Traquan. Uh, He's flashed a couple times with Breeze, but some of that depends on uh, who the quarterback is most likely. So we'll see who uh, emerges from camp between Taysom and Jameis. Uh, I've got Jameis in a couple spots, so I, I hope it's him. Uh, I'd love to see him air it out a little bit. Um, i trying to remember who else is even there at this point. Is it uh, Deontay, Deontay Harris? Harris? Yeah, he had a game or two. So not a whole lot at the wide receiver position that I'm, I'm real interested in going and grabbing. All right, what about you, Ryan? Is there anyone you like on there? I mean, I was just about to mention Deontay Harris. So we do have smart hosts on here because I was going to go to bat. What was the wild card game he had? Was it 7-80 and 80 or something like that? Yeah, last game? yep. Like, that's impressive. I mean, Marquez Callaway has been a hot pickup this week, but nothing really interests me outside of Kamara and Adam Troutman at this point. Yeah, and I'm with you. I mean – if I have one of those wide receivers on my team, honestly, I'm probably trying to shop them to see if anyone is hoping that my guy is the guy in New Orleans. But I did not run to any waiver wires. I did not try to make any trades for these guys because, honestly, they've all kind of been around for a while, and we've seen little bits, little flashes, but we've never seen any kind of sustained performance. And... That was with Drew Brees, who you can talk about his arm strength was gone at the end, but the dude was still accurate. I mean, even even in his last game, you know, he was still at, well, I shouldn't say his last game, I think he threw two interceptions, but, you know, his last season, he was still pretty accurate. So if those guys couldn't ride Michael Thomas's coattails to some consistent production, I mean, we got Taysom Hill and Jameis. I uh, mean, you know, good luck, Saints fans. You you guys had a good run. Yeah, Drew Brees and, you know, be uh, be thankful. Um, and now we're just going to hit quarterback row because obviously quarterbacks are, you know, where it's at. So Deshaun Watson showed up uh, to Texans training camp, which last January, if we would have said by July 28th, we would have said, He is not going to be in Texans training camp. He'll be in another training camp somewhere else because he did not want to be there. He did not like anything the Texans were doing. And I don't know if he had just woken up, but the Texans haven't done anything good in about three or four years. So, um, I mean, actually drafting him might have been the last good thing they actually did. But he's got his issues. Again, not something I'm going to talk about. Um, 
So with Deshaun, what do you, where do you think he's going to go? And is he going to go there in 2021? Ryan, we'll, we'll start with you on this one. Ooh, t- a tough question off the bat here. I just want to talk about today. Did you see the training camp news? They were playing that man at safety. I don't know if you saw that. I did not. He was getting snaps at safety today. What are we doing? <laughs> it's the Texans. It's the Texans. I it's... couldn't believe it. But if you ask me about 2021, I I don't think so. I think it's down to Miami and Philly because I'm a Philly fan. It's such a Howie Roseman thing to do to trade for someone like Deshaun Watson. But it, it's just pointing to Miami at this point. I don't know. But not in 2021. I think 2021 offseason. I don't think okay. he plays this year. All right, Drew, what about you? Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, I don't know that any team is going to be bold enough to make something happen unless it is a sweetheart of a deal this year. Uh, you know, if I'm sitting in a front office, I want to get a little bit better feel. What's what's the NFL going to do? Is there going to be anything that happens, uh, you know, with local authorities? So, um, yeah, I, I don't see it happening unless there's just some sort of uh, lopsided, un-Texan-like deal to make. What is an un-Texan like deal? Is that a good deal? Yeah, apparently. <laughs> this um, point. You know, if they get uh, if they get Hopkins back for him, you know, something like that. Yeah, they'll just have to give up six first round picks to do it. But um I I do think he is going to be traded this year. And the reason why is I think I think Ryan was right. I think the contenders seem to be Miami and Philly. And I think, you know, there have been some rumors that it's going to take three first rounders and players. There have been other rumors that it's five high picks and players. They're in a tough spot because, yes, normally a player of Deshaun Watson's caliber should be, you know, you should be able to get a ton of draft picks plus players plus somebody's firstborn son. But this is not a normal circumstance. He has legal issues that won't be resolved until 2022. So at that point, the league could turn around and say, well, now that we know what the ramifications of all this is, we're hitting you with a suspension. But I think the Texans, because they're not a good organization, are going to crack because can you really go into week one of the NFL season with Deshaun Watson on your roster? I mean, this almost seems like a situation where he has a lower leg injury and doesn't play, but you still have to pay him. There's still just this negative, you know, aura around the whole thing. And as soon as, Desha- uh, Deshaun, excuse me, uh, DeAndre Hopkins started mouthing off to Bill O'Brien. He was out of there for a ham sandwich. So it see, I know it's it's different management. It's a different coaching staff. I get all that, but I think it's going to get to a point where they're like, we just have to get this guy out of here. We got to take whatever we can get because three first round picks or five high picks or whatever they're talking about is not going to happen with them unless we all wake up on a different planet tomorrow and Deshaun Watson is no longer in trouble and, you know, 
but that's not going to happen. That's, that's a fantasy, you know, it's, he's going to have this problem. I mean, I think he gets, I was listening to someone today. I think he gets deposed in February of 2022. So, I mean, this is, this is just going to drag out. And are you, as the Texans just going to have him on your roster this whole time? Maybe he plays, maybe he doesn't play. Maybe he realizes that it's Nico Collins, Brandon Cooks, and David Johnson are his big three, and he throws up in his mouth, and he just says, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to risk getting hurt and risk actually getting traded out of there. I mean, you know, that's my opinion. So I think that it will be – I think he will get traded this year, but nowhere at any of the prices you've heard rumored. So we got two that he's out in 2022. I'm standing on an island that it's 2021, and this is going to be one of the very interesting stories to watch during training camp. I have to ask real quick. Can they pay the dead cap on Deshaun Watson's deal if they trade him this year? It's $62 million. I think it's 51 next year, too. Like It's serious money. I don't know if they can pay that. Yeah, and I don't know if you can renegotiate a contract in a trade to offset dead cap. I I mean, I wish I could say that I knew anything about NFL contracts besides kind of the very base level of it. But, you know, you you have to think that the – again, this is the Texans. You would hope that the Texans have been trying to figure out that aspect of it all off season because obviously it was very early in the off season that Deshaun Watson said, get me out of here and get me out of here now. So hopefully they've been trying to figure that aspect of it out. But yeah, I mean, that's a great point, Ryan, because that's where I've heard in other places over $60 million on a dead cap. So, I mean, we've been seeing teams eat large cap numbers, dead cap numbers like that, but I mean, sixty million is a whole nother. Str- I mean, I think Carson Wentz was. It's the record at like twenty eight, right? I think it, I think it might have been like 30, thirty, but yeah, but like sixty is. I mean, that's a whole nother hemisphere of. But I mean, are are the Texans even spending money on salary cap right now? I mean, if I look at their yes. team, I mean, You'd be the players, the players that they have. Well, I know because Randall Cobb, who might be getting traded, I know they signed to a ridiculous contract after he had like a decent year in Dallas. And I was actually mad that Cobb left. And then I wasn't mad when I saw what the the amount was. I was like, all right, you guys have him. Like he's a nice third receiver, but I'm not going to pay him like a wide receiver one and a half. That's for sure. So, you know, hey. It's, it's the Texans. Sorry to all the people in Houston. Um, all right, so we go from one quarterback that's been going through some stuff to another quarterback that's been going through some stuff. So Aaron Rodgers gets traded. No. He retired. No. Oh, he re-signed with Green Bay. Oh, all right. So that, I mean, by the way, that all happened like in a week. This all happened since last time we were on <laughs> last Wednesday. I mean, it was like, oh, he's going to get traded, it, it, you know, lock it down. And then it was like, 
nope, he's retiring. He's not going to come back to Green Bay. And then finally, they, I guess, acquiesce mm-hmm. to whatever demands he may have had, which apparently include trading for Randall Cobb. Okay. Um, so, you know, Aaron Rodgers looks like he's gone from Green Bay unless there is a total management shakeup, which I don't believe there will be. Um, what, what do you guys think about that? And, you know, it, it's funny because I've heard the whole gamut of did Aaron Rodgers do this the right way? And honestly, who cares? Like, he did it his way, and he's he's going to be out in 2022. So um, 2022 Aaron Rodgers, where do you want to see him? Drew, where do you want to see 2022 Aaron Rodgers? Anywhere outside the AFC East. <laughs> <laughs> Our resident Bills fan says, I uh, don't need to see him. I mean, the good thing is it looks like all the AFC East teams have their quarterback situation locked down. So I, you know, doubt unless, you know. Unless Bill Belichick pulls something. (laughs) Green Bay trades Tua for Rodgers. And, I mean, that's the only way I could see it. But I think you're pretty safe there. What about you, Ryan? Where where does 2022 Aaron Rodgers head? Oh, I know exactly where he's heading. Aaron Rodgers wants Denver, and Denver wants Aaron Rodgers. Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater are not it. And I knew as soon as they passed on Justin Fields, there was there's a little something there. Because you don't pass on Justin Fields for a DB when your DB room is already extremely loaded, might, might I add. And I, I think it's just going to happen. Sutton, Fant, Judy are all going to get – Javante Williams, too. They're all going to get a new quarterback in 2022, and I think it's going to be incredible in the AFC West with all those quarterbacks. Hey, you brought up You brought up Denver. You brought up – passing on Justin Fields. As a Dallas Cowboys fan, I had the Pat Sertain Jr. jersey already ordered, you know, because it's like you said, what would Denver need with a cornerback? They they signed guys in free agency. They had guys left over from the team last year. They don't need a corner. And then Roger Goodell moses up to the podium. And that was the first of many disappointments over draft weekend as it, as it comes to my, my Dallas Cowboys. So, yeah, I mean, Denver, I think that's a good spot. But I think, Ryan, you have the right division but the wrong team. I know where you're going. Yep. We're going to Vegas. We got a brand-new stadium. We have a massive tight end in Darren Waller. We don't have anything else. He's going to bring Devontae Adams. He's he's going to bring – maybe he brings Randall Cobb too. Apparently they're friends. You know, maybe he calls, you know, maybe he calls Jordy Nelson up. I don't know. But he goes there. Devontae goes there. John Gruden gets to do what John Gruden has wanted to do for the past three years and kick Derek Carr right out onto the street. And he put, he tries to pull a Brady. He tries to bring together his, his team with his friends and tries, tries to win one in 
maybe maybe one of the most difficult divisions to win it out of. But I think uh, I think he ends up in the silver and black. So we got we got two teams in that AFC West, and then Drew would be fine with that because he said as long as he's not in the AFC East, he don't care where he ends up. So um, that that was a good one, man. I mean. It's funny. We go through the summertime, and it's like, oh man, some some weeks you can't even find news, or you're you're grasping at straws. And then training camp opens up, and I mean, you know, there was some, you know, there there was you know some bad news. You know, at one point Devonte Adams got hurt, but he walked out under his own power, so hopefully he's okay. Um, Dak Prescott and Michael Gallup left practice for the Cowboys today. Um, you know, it seems like it's a, a minor ankle thing. Mike McCarthy said um, he's not worried about it. He may miss a practice or two, but he's not going to freak out. Uh, Dak, it wasn't his his surgically repaired ankle. It was a shoulder deal. Again, Mike McCarthy says he's not worried, you know, but they're going to take it slow with Dak, obviously. So, you know, besides all the highlights, which we love to see, you get those, you know, those camp reports. And every time someone, you know, comes up hobbled you're just praying that you know guy's not hurt guy you know it's just you know whatever a minor thing and he can come back so it's fun though nfl network has all the training camps on so i'm trying to catch those when i can and it's fun man it's i'm just happy man this is a great time of year for for us for the fantasy community it our hope springs eternal so good so Let's let's go to what we what we saw in the timeline, and this this is what we specialize in. Uh, Ryan, th- this is what we do. We go through Twitter, we pick out questions, we discuss them. Uh, Drew's an old pro, but uh, you know we we take the the good, the bad, and in this case, the funny. So this is from Dat Network brother Rocky at Dynasty FF Attic Trey Sermon. 1,300 total yards and six touchdowns or 1,700 total yards and 10 touchdowns? And Ryan, let me, let me give you a little, uh, a little background on this. So we had, an, we had an episode a couple months ago. This may have been an episode or two right after the NFL draft. And I was on here telling people that were taking Trey Sermon in the first round of the rookie drafts that they were doing it wrong. Don't take Trey Sermon just because you like where he ended up if you didn't think he was a first-round caliber player before he ended up there. And my my other co-host, Bill, said, well, it's within the range of outcomes that he could get 1,300 yards. And I said, that's not in the range of outcomes. We've seen San Francisco – We've seen the the parade. Shanahan, Kyle Shanahan uses everybody. Raheem Mostert, come on down. What about you, Tevin Coleman? Jarek McKinnon? Uh, who who's it? Jeff Wilson. Now they got Wayne Gallman. They drafted Elijah Mitchell too. And Trey Sermon is supposed to be the guy. Uh, so Bill, Bill and I. It's not even a wager because I told Bill I'm so confident in this that when I win, he doesn't even have to do anything. But if somehow I have totally misjudged the greatness of Trey Sermon, 
that I would for an episode where a female uh, Eagles tank top, because I'm a Dallas Cowboys fan, so obviously the Eagles tank top would would hurt me. And then wearing wearing a women's size, you know, I don't know where the women's size thing came out of it because I feel like that's a punishment for everyone watching as opposed to a punishment for me, but that's that's what we agreed on. So Ryan, what what is your most likely scenario for Trey Sermon this year? Oh, as someone who's been drafting Elijah Mitchell and Wayne Gallman at the end of all of their drafts, I think you know where this answer is heading. Kyle Shanahan is going to use absolutely everybody. I know the reports are coming out that he likes Trey Sermon's hands. Okay, he likes you know everyone's hands in that backfield. I know there's also who's who's still there. Jeff Wilson's hurt. Jeff Wilson might come back. Mm-hmm. You have you have Elijah Mitchell. You said you said all these names already, and I just think there's no way that that's in Trey, uh, Trey Sermon's possible outcomes. I just don't think it is. Yeah, and and that that's kind of what I was saying to Bill. And, and look, I mean, everyone, I guess, has that, you know that 1%, the the Robert Tanyan, you know, from last year. Like, Robert Tanyan could get double-digit touchdowns, and you're like, sure, there's like a 1% chance of that happening. And then it happens, and then you're like, you know, or or Logan Thomas. I mean, we we see guys every year come out of no nowhere. But realistically, if I had to go to Vegas and bet money on this tomorrow – I'm betting money that Trey Sermon is not that dude. Um, Drew Drew agrees with me. Um, you know, I, I got to stand up for Bill a little bit here. He, he, <laughs> he was not banging that drum that hard, but uh, you know, it, it, you have an extra game. We'll see. You know, injuries happen. Running backs in pretty volatile positions, so uh, I, I don't know what percentage I'd put it at. But uh, if I was in Vegas, I'd throw 10 bucks down on it and uh, see what comes back. But, yeah, I, I would say the majority of my money would be on the other end of that, that bet. But, uh, but yeah, it w- it's been a fun, fun dialogue for, for a few weeks now. And, and it's, it's, you know, it, now it's just a big joke between Bill and I because, you know, we, you know and, and obviously th- this came from Rocky, who is in the DAT network with us, and – you know he knows he knows it's a joke, and we just we love to uh, we love to we love to to keep the joke going. And this is from our man Justin Run DFF. He, he he turned this on, and here's Eagles tank top. What the hell is going on here? It, it's Trey Sermon talk. That that's when you get into tank top territory, and you know all all the good stuff. But don't worry, Justin. He's never getting to 1,300 yards, so you'll never have to see me in it. All right, I will. I will ease your mind right now. Um, rushing or total? I well, at first he didn't he didn't specify, and then we talked about it later on, and I told him he could literally pick whether he wanted it to be rushing or total because he's not doing either. So I agree, but you, know, <laughs> you never know what those are with the total yards. Listen, it's, I, it's higher than one percent that we were talking about. Not much, but it's still a little bit. Just a just a tad. But you know, listen, hey, if he is a top ten to twelve running back this year, I totally missed on Trey Sermon. 
but I, I don't think he's going to be a top 10 to 12 running back this year. So um, I'm confident even in total yards that, uh, that Trey Sermon uh, won't be there. But uh, thanks, Rocky. Thanks for making us laugh and, and keeping it alive. But we're going we're gonna to go into some real questions now. We're really going to pick brains here because that's what we're here for. This next one here is from Jacob Anderson at JacobST61442869. Jacob, this is obligatory. I do this for every person that has more than like two numbers in their name. Shorten up the numbers, man. I got to read this. I got to repeat it. It's too many numbers. I don't need your whole phone number or social security number, whatever that is at the end. Shorten it up. Just yeah, That might be his credit cards. <laughs> listen, you know. listen, you put your credit card number out there and I max it out. It's not my fault. But he's got a trade here. So he wants to know if this is a fair offer. This is a 10-team super flex and he says he's rebuilding. So do you like Amari Rogers, a 22 first and a 23 first, or Justin Fields. So Ryan, why don't you why don't you start this one off? Who do you like more in this trade scenario? Ooh, I saw the poll numbers to this one too. It was dead even, and I, like it's it's trouble deciding not knowing the specifics because he is rebuilding. So I would assume that those first would be early. And I, I really like both of these classes upcoming, at least 22 in the, in the early range because past the four or so running backs and wide receivers and Spencer Rattler, I'm not so sure on it. But 23 is loaded. And I don't know, I don't know if I could pass up Bijan Robinson even now. Talk about it. I know. I, it, Talk about I, it. I think, I'm, I think I'm leaning towards the 20, a 2022 side and the 23 side because – you're forfeiting two elite prospects probably in a rebuild. You you can't do that. Cuz who else is there? I for, I forget. I'm trying to pick my own brain. You'd pass up probably Brees Hall or Isaiah yep. Spiller this upcoming year or Rattler if your team's the worst. Yeah. And then you could double it up and pass on Bijan and if you put that in, you know, in terms Bijan, Rattler and Amari Rodgers or Justin Fields, you're taking the package 10 times out of 10. So I'm siding with the package. I'm talking myself into it as we go. I like the package more than Justin Fields, and I think Justin Fields is going to be incredible. Don't get me wrong. All right, Drew. Now, full disclosure, Drew and I play in a lot of leagues together, and I know know your love. (laughs) So with that being said, Drew, who do you got here? It it is tough. Um, I, I love Justin Fields. Uh, I got him in a number of leagues, and I'm so happy I got him in as many leagues as I did. Um, I, I think uh, it, my my brain says you take you take the picks, especially in the ten team. You're looking at super flex, so how many quarterbacks do you really need? How hard is it really to get a quarterback? Uh, you're looking at top ten picks, not top twelve picks, even though you don't know where they're really going to be. And uh, I, I clearly need to dig into Debbie some more here because I, I don't look far enough out to. Beyond Spencer Rattler next year, I don't know that I can name two other players uh, in the upcoming 22 draft at this point in the season. But um, I think all those things that Ryan shared make a lot of sense. And then you look at the format for me, and uh, we haven't even seen Justin Fields take a snap yet. So there's still just as much unknown there outside of the draft capital. So 
uh, I think my my head says take the package. My heart says I I want it in two years to look like it should be Justin Fields by a mile, but um, you just don't know now. So I think you got to take what you uh, what you can get, and if you can turn a rebuild into a couple of solid assets, you know, depending on how many starters you need and all that, um, you know, that could tip things a little bit differently. But I think uh, on paper you got to take the package. As much as I love Justin Fields, I hope that doesn't bite me in the butt. So. The reason why I don't have as many Justin Field shares as I would have liked is because of Drew. <laughs> and now I realize, Drew, you don't deserve him. It's Justin <laughs> Fields here. I think, I personally think that Justin Fields could be, and I'm not talking about Trey Sermon 1%. I'm talking about, we're, we're talking about 40, could be creeping up to like 50% that Justin Fields is the best quarterback that comes out of this draft class. And I'm, in, I'm including Trevor Lawrence. This isn't except for Trevor. No, this is including Trevor Lawrence. If we look at the progression of both of those guys, same year graduating from college, they've been matched up against each other, or excuse me, well, coming out of college, but coming out of high school as well, they've been matched up against each other since they were like sophomores in high school. And it was just like Justin Fields would be a little bit ahead and Trevor Lawrence would jump them and they were kind of neck and neck. And then it was Trevor Lawrence going to Clemson and obviously having his kind of historic career and Justin Fields, Alabama, then Ohio State. Um, but man, I love Justin Fields. He's so good. And I think that honestly, even with the two first, and don't get me wrong. The question was, is it a fair offer? Absolutely. It's a fair offer. It, if I had Justin Fields and I do have him in places and I was sent this offer, I would not look at that offer and be like, man, this is really disrespectful. What are we doing here? But I'm hold. I would hold on to my boy. So Drew, what I need you to do, and all the leagues weren't together, <laughs> I just need you to ship them over because you don't love them. You don't love them like I do. And <laughs> I don't think you should have the nice thing that's Justin Fields if you don't love him like I do. You, you, you can truly, love Do you truly love him if you don't know where he went to school first, Josh? <laughs> no. I said Alabama, and as soon as it came out of my mouth, I was like, <laughs> He didn't go to Alabama, but I was hoping that I could just kind of breeze. Past. I, I don't know. I somehow got Jalen Hurts, who I don't love, confused with. Yeah, I said it. I don't love Jalen Hurts with Justin Fields, who I, who I love a lot. But listen, sometimes it happens. Sometimes you're like, hey, like, didn't you go to school here? No, okay, sorry. You know, I thought you were somebody else. It's all right. Justin loves me, too, and he'll forgive me. So – um, but but that's a good one. And obviously, uh, Ryan, you mentioned it before, 51% for the Justin Fields side. So this is in no way like a slam dunk, no doubt about it, for one side or the other. Because, I mean, you have two guys right here who made really good arguments about why you take that package. And I made an argument. It may have not been a good one. But I made an argument about why you want to keep just, uh, Justin Fields. And 
these are the kind of deals that I think should be made where it's kind of like everybody wins, everybody gets what they want. Unfortunately, we see a lot of deals, especially on Twitter, where one side gets really paid and the, the other side starts crying because they messed up. But, you know, I like this one. So, Jacob, I think if you're rebuilding, you're fine either way. But if your team is Justin Fields and a bunch of garbage, then take those picks because you need assets. You need, you know, but if you're rebuilding and you have a couple young guys that you need to wait maybe another year on, maybe you had a bunch of picks in this year's draft. Maybe you got a Javante. Maybe you have a uh, Devontae Smith and it's going to be a year or two, but they're young. They're good. Keep your quarterback. Keep, you know, and just keep going. So, uh, Justin's on fire today. Justin said he's surprised I didn't want the package. I usually love a package. Not gonna lie. I mean, usually when it comes to dynasty trades, I love a package. But in this case, I love Justin Fields more. So take that. This next one here is from McMeow116 at McMeow Dynasty FF. 116, three numbers. Good, good for you. That's what I like to read. Mike Davis is not a good running back. Go pick up all the other Atlanta running backs. So, Drew, what are you doing? What are you doing in this Falcons backfield? Is it Mike Davis or is it literally anyone else? Uh, I traded whatever Mike Davis shares I had as soon as I could. And I pulled uh, a couple of second future seconds. I got a, a second and twenty one for him, and uh, yeah, I I was very happy with that. I don't want a whole lot of this Falcons offense outside of uh, Calvin Ridley long term, and then depending on what the cost is for Kyle Pitts. But even I am priced out of Kyle Pitts for my comfort level at this point. Um, so yeah, you, everybody else can go and pick up. I think I grabbed a little Javian Hawkins at the end of a bunch of rookie drafts in the fourth or fifth round, or maybe got him first first run of waivers if he was still out there uh, as a lottery ticket. But otherwise, um, I'm trying to even think. Edo Smith's not even there anymore, I don't think. Uh, who is there? Oh, oh so, so here you go, because I actually, uh, I actually wanted to look this up because I uh, – Felt like the dis the the disrespect on Mike Davis was kind of harsh in this one, so we got uh, Tony Brooks James. Um, yeah, that's a that's solid a name. Caleb Huntley. Uh, we have Javion Hawkins, and there. Oh, they are listing Corderell Patterson as a running back. Ooh, that'll so, get you. So that is your running back room for your. Atlanta Falcons. So, um, Ryan, what do you, what do you think? Is it Mike Davis or is it anybody else? I too traded my only Mike Davis share, and it was last week, and it was for Cam Akers. So, oh, I love that. I love I'm that a, trade. I'm a, I'm a fan of that one. I, I traded a little more, but it was like we're not third. in any leagues together, are we? I, that's what I'm trying. <laughs> <laughs> no, good for you, man. No, not at all. But yeah, I mean. Mike Davis is not a bad running back. We saw what he did with Carolina last year after CMC went down. He won a lot of people their leagues. 
Well, I forget what number it was. I can't remember it off the top of my head. Was he like RB8 or something like that? Yeah, at one point, yeah. It was something absurd. Like, Mike Davis is going to get a lot of work out of the backfield. We saw it in Carolina with Teddy Bridgewater, and Matt Ryan's going to be chucking the football because that defense is not the greatest. And I just think he's going to get a lot of receptions. And these guys are unproven. Draft capital matters. Even though they didn't pay Mike Davis much, they paid him. They might pick up someone else, but in the current state of the backfield, it's Mike Davis's to lose. All right. So, see, Ryan, this is why you we're on, we're on the same wavelength <laughs> here. Because, listen, I'm not saying Mike Davis is going to be great this year. I'm not saying he's going to be top 10 or top 12. Or even, top, yards. Or, even, or even top 20. But you, you heard that list of names that I read off. Two of those guys are undrafted free agents, and I know James Robinson did it last year, and Philip Lindsay did it a couple years ago, and we just think that every undrafted free agent running back can just go out there, put up 1,000, put up 1,200 yards, and just be great. But if I read you the list of all the guys that were undrafted running backs in those years, there's a lot of dudes that aren't in the NFL right now. And listen, I saw Mike Davis do it last year. Yes, he faded. Absolutely. He started hot and he got cold. But I'm sorry. They didn't bring it. They didn't bring anyone else in a free agency. I mean, you, I mean, unless you're counting Cordero Patterson as a real running back. And they didn't, they didn't draft anyone. They picked up a couple UDFAs. That's it. So for 2021, it's Mike Davis. And, and I just wanted to, I just wanted to pull this little nugget out of there since, you know, that's what I like to do. Mike Davis had 642 rushing yards last year. That doesn't sound great. It's not like electric. It's not like, oh, I have to get that guy. The rest of the running back room combined had 237 rushing yards. Two undrafted free agents. Atlanta, Atlanta has pushed all their chips in the pot. Maybe a big name gets cut unexpectedly and they sign in Atlanta. It's a possibility. But right now, uh, I think I know where you're going with this, Ryan. Go ahead. I, I maybe do. I was going to go. I forgot about this. My, I forgot about my prediction. I was going to go Sony Michelle. I think he gets cut in New England, and I think he could land in Atlanta and go back home to Georgia. I think that's a real possibility because the Patriots are invested in James White, Damian Harris. I Ramondre Stevenson was in a mid-round pick, I believe. I forget what round. I think five. it was like- fourth or fifth four, yeah. four or five yeah they have a lot up there in the running back room that kind of have that solved so maybe sony michelle could go down there and if he doesn't might like i said all my previous points stand but i i forgot i made that prediction i, I gotta stand by it you know and, and i like that prediction and and as weird as this is to say because of what sony michelle has done in the league so far if he gets cut he's gonna have a market because atlanta could be a team that goes after him L.A., the Rams could be a team that goes after him. Heck, even the other L.A. team, the Chargers might go after I mean, there's a lot of spots where there might be one guy and a lot of question marks. 
So Sony Michelle might actually have a market. Yes, he could. He could definitely end up in Atlanta. He's from UGA. I, I'll get that one right, Justin. Uh, he was there, you know, the, he was part of that dynamic duo with Nick Chubb. And, you know, he could go back home. Maybe some of that home cooking is, you know, what will heal him. But, yeah, I mean, right now, what's in that room? It's got to be Mike Davis. And, you know, Justin, I, I like this one here. He, uh, uh, Sony Michelle and three greater signs than Mike Davis. That might be true. But right now, Sony Michelle is fourth in the pecking order in uh, New England. And Mike Davis is number one with no competition in Atlanta. So um, we got that. So, and Justin dropped a question here, too. So I'll, I'll pick your brains about it. Tell me if you like it or not. So um, Trevor Lawrence and O.J. Howard for Devontae Adams, Brandon Cooks. It says here an early 22 first, but that's patently false. So uh, it's a random 2022 first round pick right now. So, um, Drew, what do you like here? You like uh, Lawrence and O.J. Howard or the Devontae Adams package? Oh, that's tough. Uh, I'd probably go with the package here. Okay. Uh, I know 16 team quarterback is pretty, pretty precious. If you truly get an early 22 first, you probably have a shot at getting it. It's not an early 22. First. <laughs> I feel like there's some context we need here. So, so this is a trade that Justin and I made in a 16 team super flex that we're in. I did get the Trevor Lawrence, OJ Howard sign side, excuse me. And the reason why I say it's not an early 2022 first is because I won the league last year. So <laughs> So an early 2022 first is a uh, is patently false. So worst. <laughs> yeah, we're not doing. He's that. thinking. We're not. Yeah, I know what he's thinking, but uh, you know he's been he is he actually has he productive struggled in this league, and he did it masterfully. And this year he actually has a team that I think will be a real contender. Um. No, you don't have my best player because my team, my team is, my, I actually have a deep team considering it's a sixteen team super flex with like thirty regular roster spots and then like ten taxi squad spots. Um, but the one spot, amazingly enough, in a sixteen team super flex that I was weak at was quarterback. <laughs> so um, I. I think that my team is still pretty good. Um, I think it'll be, I I can't say I'm going to win it back to back because I do think Justin, um, he has built himself a good team. I mean, he started from the bottom and now he's here. (laughs) I mean, but he did it the right way. He made smart trades. um, And, but this, but let's get back to this. So um, Drew, you're going package. Ryan, uh, where are you going here? Uh, I, I mean, now that I got the content, I was leaning with the package like Drew, but now that you gave me context here that it's not going to be like a semi-early 2022 first, I'd go with Trevor Lawrence. Quarterback in a 16-team super flex, that means every quarterback is possibly starting every week. Got all 32. You need QBs. Devonta Adams is shaky after this year. We don't know where he's going. He might still team up with Rodgers or go out with Derek Carr. 
with his former team or former teammate, my bad. And then Brandon Cooks, I mean, he's consistent. He's really good. Like, I think he's he was one of the most overrated players in the league, like what, three years ago? Yep. Everyone everyone was drafted him super high and was disappointed. And now he's like one of the most underrated players in the league, which I find kind of funny, but I'm still taking the Trevor Lawrence side, especially if he comes anywhere close to what we think he is going to this year. You could you could flip that for more next year. You could flip him for more. And and this is again, this is what I was talking about earlier: trade where everyone actually wins because Justin gets a couple more pieces now to add to his squad. So the reason why he was able to trade Trevor Lawrence and not expect to have a quarterback come back to him is because he already has Patrick Mahomes and he has Kyler Murray. Um, and he traded for both of those guys. He did not draft either one of those guys. He traded for both of those guys. And this is what I'm saying. Like Justin has done this the right way um, because to not have two of probably the top three or four drafted QBs right now in 2021 ADP, to not have those guys and then have those guys, I mean, is he he works. I mean, he he puts trade offers out there. He's, you know, he's always trying to find ways to improve his team. And I I think his team is a I think his team is a team that will make some noise this year. I mean, he was tanking last year, which is funny because <laughs> um he start he started last year talking about a crazy year. Uh, a COVID year, he was he was tanking. And he told everybody, "Hey, like I'm, you know, I'm going for one on one." And he started the year three and zero, <laughs> and he beat me. Um, now we fast forward to the end of the year, uh, best record, most points, win the whole thing. But he started three and zero, and he's like, "I'm trying to lose games, <laughs> and I keep beating people." But he made trades. He got point scores off. I think he had Raheem Mostert. He shipped him off. Um, anybody that was like scoring him points, he was like, except for his quarterbacks, he was like, get out of here. Like, I'm not. <laughs> I need picks. I need young guys that are maybe a year or two away. Um, he somehow uh, scammed one of our teammates or one of our league mates into trading a first for Michael Gallup. Um yeah, bless him. Um, so, and not only does he have what I think is a team that can can go this year, he has like, and including mine now because I traded mine, he has like five or six first round picks next year. So it's not even like he traded all his picks and he built his team and now it's just this juggernaut team. He has a, a pretty good team and a bunch of picks. So if he does start, Again, four and oh, five and oh, he now has ammo to trade for. All right, who is who's the hotness right now? I need Darren Waller, I need you know, Travis Kelsey. Actually, I have Travis Kelsey, so you're never getting him, but um, you know, of running back, maybe um, Saquon is on a uh, is on a team that's not doing well. All right, here's two firsts for Saquon, you know. He has, I mean, he has so many ways he can go based on the way he built his team. So even though it's a trade between the two of us and I plan on winning this thing again, I think he has a very good team. Plus, he he does his own podcast with uh, Larry Monkey, who's also in our in our in that league. 
And Larry Monkey hates Brandon Cooks. And he's he got so mad last year because Brandon Cooks just had to light him up in the finals. Um, I hope if I don't make it to the championship game this year, Justin plays Larry and Brandon Cooks puts it on Larry again. That would that would, you know, if I can't win it myself, that would be my dream. So that's just mean. <laughs> listen, the, the criminal disrespect that Larry Monkey puts on Brandon Cook's name, that's what the shame is. And that's why, that's why I will always root for Brandon Cooks to put it on Larry Monkey <laughs> each and every time. Um so thanks for that, Justin. Um it was a it was a split decision here. So I I actually I like to trade even more now because um I had to pay up to get Trevor Lawrence, but the only quarterback I had was Tom Brady. I mean, I have, you know, I have backups. So, you know, I have um I guess technically the starter in Chicago, Andy Dalton, and um I have your backup quarterback, uh Drew and Mitchell Trubisky. Um, I had Drew Brees, but he's going to be in the booth this year. So, um, a second, a second quarterback will be, uh, will be very helpful for my team. So, um, let's, let's go to another question. When I put the, uh, when I put the tweet out, I love when people answer. And this is from Jesse Moeller, who's also in that, in that chat with us, Ryan at J Moeller 05. Again, two numbers. I love it, Jesse. Um, how do you see the Bengals targets playing out this year? So we're talking about Jamar Chase. We're talking about T Higgins. We're talking about Tyler Boyd. And why is Higgins the best value of the trio? So th- this is actually kind of uh, I've, I paired this with another question I found. So it works out perfectly. But is T Higgins the best value of the trio? Um, Ryan, why don't you start first here? Oh, yeah. another another good one. That, that fantasy chat just produces great questions. Yeah, that's what I'm gonna say. Yep. But when I was doing my rankings the other night, I'm like, how high could I possibly put Jamar Chase without putting him too high? And the number I settled on, it might be it's higher than the consensus. I'm not the highest on uh, fantasy pros or would be. That's at four. I can't do that. And, and you know. Good for good for whoever that was taking a bold uh, claim, but I have him at thirteen, so I, I think that's kind of right. I think he's just gonna be uh, come in, become the alpha. T. Higgins, the the stat line that you mentioned, one hundred targets, ten touchdowns. I could totally see that happening. Zach Taylor wants to throw the ball all the time. You have Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins, and Jamar Chase, and I, I agree with what Jesse said. One A, one B. Tyler Boyd's going to be the one taking the hit from all this. And I think Joe Mixon a little bit too, possibly. He won't get as much receiving work, even though he didn't. That's that's kind of like skewing on projections because Giovanni Bernard's gone. So people are projecting the uptick. It might just go to Jamar Chase and T. Higgins. T. Higgins might see an uptick from last year. Jamar Chase is going to see a dominant target share. And I, I think they're both values at their ADP, if I'm quite being honest. So I just I want to bust in here real quick with something unrelated. This just came through on Sleeper, which is it might make me cry. Uh, Dak Prescott could miss a few weeks with a shoulder injury. So uh, it's not the ankle acting up, but apparently Mike McCarthy was a little too nonchalant on uh, 
the concern level for Dak's uh, Dak's training camp injury. So we'll see what happens here. But um, I just want to throw that out. But we'll we'll get back to it here. Drew, how, how how does everything shake out with you for the Bengals targets? Yeah, it's tough. I was I was very excited to see T. Higgins go to the Bengals last year. Uh, I think you have two different national champions coming together. You have guys who know how to compete, what it takes to win. Um, so I, I was thrilled to see T. Higgins come on and uh, do well. Uh, looked like um, Boyd still got his. He had a, a decent connection there as a veteran. So. Extra game, lots of volume, uh, like Ryan said. So I'm not sure how much of a dip I expect from Boyd. Um, I honestly think he'll probably end up being the value uh, that I'll look for, at least in redraft in a lot of leagues. Um, we'll see what happens. But, uh, yeah, I, I think uh, Higgins has taken a much bigger hit uh, in ADP than he, he should have based on the news. I think there's enough to go around. They don't have a, a strong tight end candidate at this point. So there, there's going to be plenty of volume. There's going to be plenty of uh, big games in the AFC North. So uh, I, I'll, I'll take between Higgins and, and Chase. I'll, I'll take uh, Higgins and, and be happy with him. I don't know that I'll pay up depending on which league I'm in. Um, it's funny you say that. I, I haven't done any formal rankings or anything, Ryan, but I was thinking you were going to you were going to say somewhere in the 8 to 10 range. Um, so I, I think 13 is very reasonable um, for the talent that he is. I hold my breath when I say this, but uh, I love Justin Jefferson as well and knowing that they were teammates and seeing what he did. And I, I think um, Chase is going to come in and be a better better version of Justin Jefferson than Jefferson was. And uh, that's a little scary, especially if um, Burrow's on track to be 100% by the beginning of the season. They get an offseason together. They have the familiarity already. So uh, I have T. Higgins in quite a few spots. So I'm hoping, um, you know, I'm hoping we're, we're all right here that he – continues to have an uptick and, and sees volume. It'll just be uh, just be where, I guess, if he's touchdown dependent, if he gets, you know, some of the leagues that I'm in reward the big plays. We'll see what that looks like. But, uh, but yeah, I, I think there's gonna be plenty of volume to go around. I'm not sleeping on any of those guys. I, I think Boyd, I'll, I'll double up too. If I get Higgins at a value and Boyd's hanging out there a little bit later, I, I'm fine with that. I'll take two of the three and, you know, either trade one or, or start one. So, this is the one downside of having really smart people on here is that you guys take all my points and then <laughs> I sit here and I'm like, man, what am I going to talk about? But Drew, I agree with your point about the Chase, uh, Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson comparison. I mean, if we go back to LSU, the reason why we were lower than we should have been about Justin Jefferson coming out is because Jamar Chase was there. Like, that's the crazy part that Jamar Chase was so talented that he overshadowed Justin Jefferson's talent. And we just saw what he did in his rookie year in the NFL. That's crazy. And Ryan, you, I, I love the way you were kind of breaking down the targets and where they might be going. And you mentioned Joe Mixon and Gio Bernard. And I think one of the reasons why the Bengals were fine letting Gio Bernard go, not only did Gio Bernard want to go and try to win a championship, he's been around for a little bit, but they're not worried about a running back needing to get a bunch of targets. They have Jamar Chase. They have T. Higgins. They have Tyler Boyd. Yes, the running backs are going to get targets. They're not going to go the entire 17-game season with zero targets. But – 
the Gio Bernard role just, I don't think was going to exist and what the offense is becoming. So you don't really need him there. Um, so I just, I, you know, I want to talk about this because I think it's something that we, we talk about T Higgins and Joe Burrow and T Higgins was amazing last year. T Higgins is a boss. He is a damn good receiver, but Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase, before he was even drafted, had hundreds of hours of practice. They, Joe Burrow has thrown thousands of passes to Jamar Chase. He knows what Jamar Chase is going to do on every route, in every situation, and every defense. There, there doesn't need time for that acclimation to take place. And that's why that's a lot of times why we see wide receivers, even wide receivers like Justin Jefferson and T. Higgins, who have pretty good rookie seasons, in Justin Jefferson's case, an amazing rookie season, but they're slow at first. And it's because the quarterback doesn't know them yet. You know, you need that time put in. You need practice. And, you know, I need to know, okay, if you know, what are you gonna do on an in-breaking route? What are you gonna do, you know, if you get a step on the corner? Can I throw it 15 yards past you and you're going to come down and get it? Or do I need a little bit more touch and maybe put it five yards in front of you? You know, what am I going to do if a safety comes low? What if a safety is going to go over the top? That just doesn't come by watching film. That comes by practice and repetition. Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase already have that. The second that Jamar Chase walked out onto that practice field, Joe Burrow's like, oh, I know what this guy's going to do. I don't have to worry about him. Every play that's in this playbook, I already know what he's going to do. So I think that is going to just accelerate how quickly Jamar Chase can step out onto the field and just be dominant. Because, you know, I've heard, yes, it's going to be like 19 or 20 months by week one since he's played a game. That that's fine. Some people are just different. Jamar Chase is just different. And hey, if I'm wrong about this, I'm wrong about this. Won't be the first thing I've been wrong about. But I just I, I love Jamar Chase. But that doesn't mean T. Higgins is going to be bad. Ryan, you nailed it. They want to throw, and they're going to have to throw because they've upgraded that defense. But that defense is not good. <laughs> that defense ain't stopping nobody. So. They're going to have to throw to stay in games. They're going to have to throw to try to come back when teams take leads on them. They're going to have to throw. So really, as long as the offensive line can keep Joe Burrow upright, they're going to throw. They're going to throw a lot. And there is going to be a lot for both Jamar Chase and T. Higgins to have. And that this goes perfectly into the next question because uh, this is from Justin Wright at Justin underscore 14P. Uh, T Higgins being drafted at wide receiver 29 feels low chase is there and likely the one a, but Higgins should dominate the red zone and is still extremely talented. A hundred plus targets and 10 plus touchdowns are a real possibility and could land him inside the top 20. I mean, I agree. I agree with all that. I mean, and Jamar Chase could be there too. That's the crazy part. I mean, we're not predict- predicting the Bengals to have a lot of NFL wins, 
but I, I think they're going to score a lot of NFL points, and it's going to be more because they have to and not because they want to. But, you know, before I, I talked about the Dak Prescott, you know, shoulder injury, that's the reason why every player on the Dallas Cowboys is loved for fantasy because you know that defense sucks. <laughs> you know they're going to have to throw a thousand times a game just to stay in it. So why don't you like every piece in that offense? And I, I think the same could be said for the Bengals. Like, get you Bengals wherever you can. I mean, whether it's redraft, whether it's dynasty, I don't care. Get them. Get them while you can. Because after this season, if they're good and the offensive line is the issue, well, what do you think they're going to do with free agency in the draft? They're just going to put all their assets towards building an offensive line because they're not going to draft another receiver. <laughs> they're not going to draft, you know, they're not going to spend a high pick on a running back. They're not going to get a quarterback. So they, they have all those guys. So get them now while the, the price is still maybe low and, and have fun. Uh, I don't know if you guys want to throw anything more in on that. I mean, I just have to add like, if we expect Jamar Chase to have the season we think he's going to have, what are the odds he doesn't end up as a top three dynasty wide receiver by the start of next year? Oh, I mean, I I agree with you 100%. I, I said this about C.D. Lamb as soon as he got drafted by the Cowboys. I said two to three years, he, he's going to be a top five dynasty wide receiver. And there, there's no doubt in my mind. And he is in year two, and he is at the precipice of, being a top five wide receiver. Uh, I think, you know, as long as, you know, Dak stays healthy, they, you know, for 17 games, they, I mean, Sadie Lamb is going to be like a probably top three or four guy when we're doing startups next year. So, yeah, and I think Jamar Chase is going to have a similar, if not quicker, ascension to that point. I mean, they had all they had all of the offensive line problems that they had, and Penny Sewell was on the board, and they said, "No, we got to take Jamar Chase." Now I heard Joe Burrow was behind some of that. He wanted his his guy there, but think about that. Joe Burrow said, "An offensive lineman to protect my body, or a wide receiver that I've played with that I know." is just a straight baller. And he said, we'll figure it out on the offensive line. I need that guy. Like, and I think that is a testament in and of itself because, I mean, maybe I don't have the right mentality, but I would want a big dude in front of me protected. <laughs> but, I mean, but they have that experience with each other, and he wanted that guy. So, I mean. He's also young enough to take that risk. That that's true. I'm an old man, so I'm not. <laughs> I am not taking that risk at all. Um, so we're gonna do one more little rapid fire here. Uh, this is from Damian Scott at Mad Scientist FF. Rank these three players in Dynasty: Robert Woods, Odell Beckham, Kenny Galladay. Three the all these three players find them in a different situation than last season. New quarterback, new team, recovering from injury. So 
Put your dynasty hats on. Woods, Beckham, Galladay. Rank them. Uh, Drew, why don't you go first? Uh, I, I'd probably go right in that order. Okay. That that makes it easy. Uh, Ryan. Whew, this this one was a tough one. I was I was thinking about it. This is the one I stared at the longest on the show sheet. I'm like, <laughs> this is this is debatable. And it was between Woods and Galladay. Odell was clearly in last. I've talked about it on my show multiple times that Baker is a worse quarterback with Odell on the field. I still have yet to find stats on it. I keep I keep looking every so often. I'm like, maybe that is, but it just seems like when I'm watching the games, he stares down Odell. And we saw once Odell got hurt, Baker was a better quarterback mm-hmm. with Landry and Higgins and DPJ was getting in there. But this is this is where I had a hard time between Robert Woods and Kenny Galladay. In, in my redraft rankings, Robert Woods is the guy who I have one spot above Jamar Chase. Uh, I'm, I'm tempted to flip him because I'm just a Jamar Chase guy, but that that would be biased and I can't do that in my rankings. <laughs> so Kenny Galladay is going to a new situation. He's highly paid. It's a young and upcoming team on the rise with an inaccurate quarterback who needs to prove himself. I know that kind of sounds familiar. I'm not comparing the two by any means, but does it not ring the Stefan Diggs bell just a little bit? Like in, in terms of situation, I'm not, I'm not saying Kenny Galladay is going to finish top five or anything or what was Stefan Diggs two or three, but Kenny Galladay is going to have a good finish this year. They're going to stare him down. They're going to pass the ball a lot. Saquon's hurt as far as we know at this point. He's still rehabbing that knee. I I, I want to say Kenny Galladay above Robert Woods, and I, I think I'm going to stick with that. Barely, though. Barely. I think Robert Woods is going to be great with Matt Stafford. So this one was pretty easy for me. Um, Robert Woods should have almost every fantasy owner arrested because it's criminal the amount of disrespect that this man gets. It is a full-blown felony that we don't respect him more, that we don't talk about him more. And it, it, it just, it, it hurts my soul. It's like him and Kirk Cousins, I think need to be in a support group of just <laughs> disrespected fantasy players. But that that's another story for another day. Tell my friends that, please, please. <laughs> you, no, I'm not you. telling your friends because I want you to get those guys so that you beat them with those guys every year. Uh, I'll, I'll do a little preview of my quarterback rankings with my with my friends. Uh, I do a podcast with my friends at home. They both had Kirk Cousins in the 20s, and I had him at like 15, 14. I'm like, Kirk Cousins is disrespected. <laughs> I, had, I, had to, I had to preach on them for a little bit. That's <laughs> just a QB1 every year, and we treat, we treat him like he's a trash can. But we're not talking about Kirk Cousins, even though I love Kirk Cousins. <laughs> so Robert Woods is number one for me. And actually, I thought this question was easy because Odell Beckham is three. Listen, this this ain't Odell Beckham from the Giants. This ain't Odell Beckham from three, four years ago. He got traded, and he has just been any combination of hurt, doing weird stuff in his personal life, not playing well when he is on the field. I mean, he had that, like, one amazing game against the Cowboys, which, newsflash, everybody had an amazing game against the Cowboys. And that was it. Like, I mean, there might have been one other game. I I don't have his stats in front of me, so I'm sure someone will check me at the end of this. But I know he had – I watched that game. He had the the end-of-round rushing touchdown. He he was catching it in the air. But against everybody else, before he got hurt, he was just a guy. And 
maybe the injury he's been able to rest and he comes but i'm i'm not buying it kenny galladay is the the interesting one for me here because ryan put together a a beautiful story of of kenny galladay and i would i would love to do a debate with ryan one day about kenny galladay because i think he's talented but man we are we are hyping this giant situation like it is a great situation daniel jones is the quarterback and people are saying well daniel jones doesn't have an offensive line and daniel jones hasn't had offensive weapons to throw to and i mean that's all true in a way but none of us have looked at daniel jones yet and have said he he can do something special like Josh Allen, it was always like, God, he has a cannon of an arm. I mean, he can throw the ball deep. And he actually threw the ball accurately deep. Overall, his accuracy was trash. But at least on the deep ball, he was he was pretty accurate. And then Stephon Diggs came in and was like, it just it elevated him. Are we saying that about Daniel Jones? Is Daniel Jones that guy that, you know, from a ta- from a talent perspective, that Kenny Galladay can push him over the top to be an ascending quarterback? I don't see it. If Saquon can play all year, he hasn't done it the last two, so odds are not in his favor. But he's if he's good for even 15 out of 17 games, I think that caps Kenny Galladay. And I think I like the other pieces more than most. I think Sterling Shepard is a good wide receiver, but he's another case of he can't stay healthy. Darius Slayton, I uh, I comped him to Amari Cooper Light. Like, He'll have a game where he just like blows up and you're like, wow, Darius Slayton is really good. And then he has a game where he's like one for 12 and you're like, this dude is a trash. So, and then Evan Ingram, I'm not going to talk about Evan Ingram because that dude can't catch anything. I mean, the way we hyped him up coming out of college and what he has turned into in the league has just been like, what were we doing? I mean, even, you know, O.J. Howard came out that same year, and O.J. Howard has been another guy who can't stay healthy, but at least when he's out there, he looks good. Like, Evan Ingram has been pretty healthy, uh, just hasn't looked good. So I I don't know about Kenny Galladay. I I think the odds are actually against Kenny Galladay, but – even with all the odds being against, even if all the odds were against Kenny Galladay, I'm still taking him over Odell a <laughs> hundred times out of a hundred. I, and I, I said that whole story just to tell you that even with all the bad things I just said about Kenny Galladay, it's not even close. I'm taking Kenny Galladay. If someone said, hey, um, I'll trade you this Kenny Galladay for that Odell Beckham, it's an instant accept. I'm not even checking the internet to see if, if something happened to Kenny Galladay. I'm just going to accept it, and I'll take I'll take my chances that something weird didn't happen. But that was a good one, um, and that's that's it, man. That's that's this week. This that's the t- the fantasy timeline for us. So I want to 
thank Drew for coming in, Pechenia as a as a co-host. Uh, I hopefully Bill gave you some notice, but uh, you know, if not, thank you for coming in. And Ryan, I literally reached out today. You were like, "Yeah, let's do this." Let's and do every day, any day, I'm man. I'm glad that uh, glad that you did because um, had a lot of fun with you being on. Please just tell everybody where they can find you, what you're doing, and what you're up to. I gotta I gotta pull my Twitter out that I was get I was get the the under the backslash wrong. So I'm at Ryan Pros underscore FF. I always put the underscore in the wrong place. I got to change that. <laughs> but I'm right. I'm right at the Dynasty Vipers. Great up and coming. You you know a bunch of them. Oh, Cal's yeah. in our group chat as well. Matt, all those other guys. I I could chat them all out with like Jeremy and all that. I could I could do that for days. So I'm not gonna do that. But I also do it uh, a live show every Thursday at eight to nine with Matt and Spencer. I know you know them as well. Yep. They're awesome at the at the Fantasy NR. So that's what I'm up to. Been, All right, thanks for having me. It's been a blast these this past hour. Oh yeah, man. And and honestly, Vipers, man, dude, I I I inhale all the content over there. You get just got studs everywhere. Everywhere. Um, Tara's over there. You got. I mean. I'm not even gonna go through it because I'm, exactly it's 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 a long list. Uh, I'll be here. I'll be uh, here too long. Over there, yeah. It's, it's I'm fortunate to just be on that list, man. <laughs> yeah, and, and and you guys, I mean, you guys have got guests, you know, like uh, uh, Mike Clay. You've gotten guys from uh, CBS Sports over there. Like, I mean, not only are you guys doing it big, but then you guys are getting big names to come into it, and so. Um, Everybody over there is awesome. Uh, I've been trying to get as many of them on here as I can because um, I just respect what everybody's doing over there. So make sure you're checking Ryan out because, I mean, this dude is smart. Like, this dude knows what he's talking about. If he says something, I, I, you should probably listen. It. You should probably listen to it because if you don't, I want to hear later that you're, you're upset that you didn't. So on that note, Thank you to everybody that was in the chat. The chat was lit. Justin and I were going back and forth because uh, we're friends and we play in leagues together and it's just a good time. But uh, Husker DKB was also in here. Steve Dennis was in here. The, the show is better when the chat is just going off. So I love it when the chat is active. I love it when the chat is doing their thing. And if you're listening to this on podcast form, thank you too, because guess what? Hour and 18 minutes. You could be doing anything else with your life. You could be reading a book. You could be working, playing with your kids, whatever. And you're doing this. So I appreciate that. I understand how valuable everyone's time is. So just remember, whether it's podcasts, whether it's YouTube, subscribe, YouTube, hit the bell. So, you know, when we go live, because it's not just us, we're on the DAT Networks or our boys, uh, the Dynasty Junkies. Are doing live shows now they're awesome catch them if you're not catching them uh the trade addicts pod will sometimes go live um they russ outhouse you know the names they're all amazing and then podcast people you know rate rate and review tell us what you think what are we doing well what don't you like you probably don't like me put it in there that's fine i want to hear that so um, I think I did everything I was supposed to do. So on that note, Drew, we're out of here. Peace. Peace.